7.02 and my guests are already holding and one of them is Obakeng Ngobeni, sports reporter, popularly known as OB and OB joins us uh, to give us uh, those one-on-one, one-on-one lessons on uh, the AFCON. Uh, OB, thanks very much for your time. Welcome to 7.02. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Tabo. Thank you so much for having me uh, on the show. Um, it's an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much to the viewers, to the listeners as well for tuning in. Yeah, I will be joined later on by the other guest. I'm told that uh, uh, they are, he's not here as yet. And we're meant to speak to Togo Sisi, uh, be the editor of Far Post, who's currently in Ivory Coast. Uh, and yeah. uh, we can't now. But Obi, uh, please, uh, you, you have to bear with me. I know a little bit more about politics than soccer. Uh, and uh, playing soccer as a young guy, I was a complete disaster. I know some of my friends are listening, so I don't want to lie and say I was great. So uh, you'd have to, you have to walk with me slowly. And that's why it's 101. And uh, so please don't t- uh, take too much out of my ignorance and make fun of it. But let's, let's start uh, on a very serious note, Obi. What is the significance mm. of AFCON and have we really attributed the importance to this tournament as we ought to as far as giving it support, the marketing and all other aspects mm. of the sport? AFCON, does it occupy an equal amount of significance as other continental tournaments? Um, you know, I think that, that, that's an excellent question. But before I even answer that, you sure. know, you said you know more of uh, politics than you know of sport. But I must tell you, yeah. they go very much hand in hand. They will be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go very much hand in hand. <laughs> you will be very surprised. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. but, but to answer your question, it's a very lovely question that you've asked, Tabo, because um, you know, we could, we could have a, a debate all night about this. Um, I sure. do think that um, over the years, I mean, um, if you take it to the early 2000s, um, there was a little bit more excitement about the competition. Its significance, of course, I think they really tried. Um, the national teams tried. I don't know if you saw on social media just mm. before uh, the tournament started when the players were arriving. You know, mm. you see them wearing their traditional clothing, you know, representing their colors, you know, mm. their country, their, their cultures. So it, that, that's what Afghan is all about. You know, it's about embracing the, the African culture. And, and, and at the same time, I, I think it's very sad because it's not been embraced to a level which, as your question is referring to, you know, it's not been raised to that level where we can say Africans are really proud to have this tournament. Africans are very proud, you know, to say that, you know, they are supporting the African football. I do think that uh, we, 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 we are a long way from that. But with this tournament that we've witnessed out in Ivory Coast, I think we're heading to the right direction. Having Patrice Mutsepe as the head of African football, does that make a difference at all? Is he breathing in a needed fresh breath into the sport? Mm. And is it... Is there a difference uh, as someone who follows the sport uh, between what uh, he has brought to the fore uh, and before his tenure? Mm, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's another brilliant question because looking at um, you know the, the previous regime, um, Isa Hayatau, mm. um, there was a um, he was he was uh, from Cameroon, and for a very long time, I think from since uh, 1988 until 2007, he was the president of CAF. So CAF was predominantly dominated by the by the Francophone countries. Um, I think I think you you know you you would see with where it's been hosted most of the times as well. You know it's a bit um, in the Western countries, a bit of the you know the eastern side of 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 of, uh, of, of the African continent. So 
you know, it's been dominated by those parts of the world. And and as South Africa, I do know that we did, uh, we, we hosted it twice already, of course, in uh, in, in 94, I mean, 96, and uh, and once again in 2013. But um, it, it's, it's still, for me, I still feel like, you know, SADC countries still have uh, to step up. Mm. Um, SADC still has to really much step up. But with sure. what Patrice Mazzucco has done, speaking to his leadership, mm. um, I do think that, um, you know, on the field, we sing a completely uh, competitive, you know, bit of football. Um, but behind the scenes as well, I mean, we, we all know Patrice Mutsepe to be this global phenomenon. You know, he's, he's an individual that can walk into many rooms. He sure, can, you know, make sure. some business, you know, some business decisions. And, uh, with his acumen as well, you know, he can definitely make sure that, um, we get some great sponsors, which is something that has really happened. A lot of sponsors have come on board. I mean, you can just look at the television rights. You know, the television sure. rights have been sold to, to, to NTV, you know, and later on Supersport jumping onto, onto, onto the, 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 the bandwagon as well to get the rights as well, along with SABC. So I do think that the coverage of the sport has been also very much important. That has been touched on by Patrice Motsepe. And the growth that we're seeing of, of football uh, in regards to just being able to tune in into, you know, one of, um, um, into tune on, into tune in one of the uh, sporting channels and being able to witness, you know, uh, for example, a CAF Champions League game that doesn't involve a South African team. That is, you know, small steps because we do need to be able to know who, you know, these players are that are playing against Mamadouri Sundowns when they come to South Africa. We must know, you know, who the players are that play for Al-Akhli so that we can be able as fans as well, you know, to take this game and to be able to love it and adore it the way it's supposed to be. You know, uh, Obi, you mentioned a very important point in jest and as they say, there's truth in jest um, about uh, politics and uh, soccer going hand in hand and perhaps not mm. having much of a difference there. And um, uh, maybe if we were to speak about structures and politics of the sport, particularly on the African continent, to what extent do they affect the football that is being kicked around on the pitch uh, wherein you have countries that are embroiled in war and I'm not suggesting that uh, it's not the same in uh, in other continents but it is more prevalent on our continent we do know that Sudan currently is on fire and uh, various mm. other countries on our continent mm. Uh, mm. are really battling with internal turmoil uh, be mm. it civil war uh, the, of one kind of the, or, or the other. How, how does that affect the improvement of the sport itself as it plays itself out on the field? So the, poli- the parliamentary politics, how do they mm. really affect what's happening right on the ground, especially where there's so much potential? I mean, um, I think one thing that, uh, which is very unfortunate about our African leaders that we can associate with, uh, them with is greed. And, mm. and it's unfortunate because the example I'm going to use is an example of um, a story about Kylian Mbappe. Um, I'm pretty sure as much as you don't know much about football, we know Kylian Mbappe. I would yeah. know Mbappe. I, <laughs> my children told me about him. I would know Mbappe, yes. Yeah, so, so, so there was a story about Kylian Mbappe. I mean, he's, he's got uh, a duality in terms of nationality. Sure. He was able, he was able to represent uh, Cameroon and he was also able to represent France, which is the country he chose to represent. Um, but for him to be able to represent Cameroon is because his father, um, is from Cameroon. And the story that we heard, um, when his father wanted him to actually go and, you know, trial out and be seen by the Cameroon national team, apparently he was meant to, to, he was, um, you know, requested to make a payment mm. to be able to, mm. to play, you know. Mm. And this speaks to the greed that I'm talking about that, you know, it, it, it does affect every political move. It does affect, you know, um, what is happening, you know, in terms of, um, the growth of the sport on the continent, you know, in terms of uh, the availability of the sport on the continent as well, because we can't be taking, you know, football matches to a Sudan, for example, as you've just mentioned, you know, mm. because 
of the, 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 the things that are happening, you know, within the country. And, uh, as much as, you know, um, the President Nelson Mandela has said, you know, sport is about uniting uh, people. It's, it's very difficult, you know, to, to, to just overlook those type of things and just take a football match to Sudan, for example, you know. So it does affect, it does really affect, you know, um, um, the quality that we actually see on the field because, for example, this tournament, and one, one thing that I hope happens, I mean, Petrus Mutsipe did come out at the beginning of it to say that it's going to be the best that we've ever witnessed. Unfortunately, I'm one of those who felt like this is obviously a cliche, but I've been proven wrong, you know, and I hope that these players that have this ability or have the, the option of, you know, playing for either an African, uh, an African country or play for a European country, I'm hoping we get to a point where they'll be able to make that choice to play for an African team without needing to be rejected first by a European team, you know. So mm. with more of the great things we're seeing in this tournament, which is the uh, 2023 edition playing in 2024, I do think that we're heading in the right direction and we will get to a point where we get the best of the African uh, uh, African talents to play in uh, the AFCON. Yeah, and browsing through some bit of research uh, prior to the show, uh, OB, so that you don't think that I have a wealth of information about this, we were uh, just looking at how... Uh, uh, the, the, the tournament came about and the irony of it is that uh, the concept uh, came from a congress in Lisbon outside the continent and uh, that, 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 that says a lot and so with that I just want to ask you to what extent does um, the quality of the tournament itself and its machinations uh, to a large extent still depend on European football or other powerful nations outside the continent? Look, I think we, we could argue the influence of, of Europe um, in, uh, in, in, in African football because yeah. like you mentioned, and you know how the, the, the tournament started and we could also mention right now the fact that um, you know, pre- uh, uh, President uh, Patrice Motepe mm. uh, currently sits as the deputy president of, of FIFA. You know, mm. so mm. there is definitely, and for example, also to just take it a little bit further to just, you know, push on this argument, um, is to say that the, the Super League, for example, the African Football League, which the Mamelodi Sundowns has recently won, um, it was an idea that was in the, ideally, I, uh, initially, it was an idea that, you know, started in Europe. And once the European powers rejected it, they came to, you know, sort of implement it in Africa to see how it, how it would work out, you know. So we could argue the influence that, that, uh, European, European, um, the European audience has, um, in regards to, or European powers rather, what they have, um, uh, on, on AFCON or CAF. You know, we could really argue it out, but I do think still that it's, it's, it's really something that we can look, you know, uh, um, we can look further to it and say as well, looking at the players that are playing in the tournament, most of them are playing for the European, you know, countries as well in Europe. South Africa rather stands as the, the team with the most players that play domestically, meaning um, we've got the players that play, you know, the, the, the squad of South, African, uh, of South Africa is made out of players that play, you know, their football on the African continent. Mm. And we have most of that, you know, I mean, a country like Namibia, for example, which you would expect most of the players to be coming from the PSL, has more players abroad in their squad than we do, you know. So it just, it, it just, it just does show you that um, the, the, there's a lot of, you know, uh, European influence on and off the pitch um, when it comes to, 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 to CAF. But I, I really do hope, like I'm saying, that even though these players are playing in those European countries, when it comes to, you know, selection of the country that can, they can be able to play for, I do hope we get to a point where these individuals, as young as they are made to make these decisions, they will choose Africa over, over Europe. And and while speaking about the 
politics of the sport and the tournament itself before we get to the actual games and uh, i'm going to ask you to explain how uh, the tournament expands uh, how it moves all the way to the finals and the eliminations and all of that will come to that in a short while and i'm sure that's the exciting part well but still whilst <laughs> will the uh, uh, the politics of the game uh, 1996 nigeria did not participate was that also political as much as it was back in the time when uh, south africa did not per- participate because of apartheid policies but 1996 um at, when 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 nigeria uh was supposed to be here and many argue that they would have won not us had they been given an option uh, your your take on that <laughs> <laughs> I, you know when, when it comes to, to nigerians they, they really want to be better than us in everything you know so, so, so they'll take our side you know they'll take yeah. our side with not the most yeah. so i'm not surprised you know that we would would hear those type of things but the rivalry the rivalry between South Africa and Nigeria is, is one that I really adore, you know, um, and, and um, uh, like with Ghana as well, you know, I mean, a lot of, of my friends and a lot of colleagues will know, um, you know, when we're speaking of the Ghanaian football club, I don't want to see them, you know, because <laughs> what they did to us, you know, at, in the, on the road to qualify for Qatar 2022, yes. it's a problem, you know, I'm not happy about that. So. So I love the rivalry that we have, you know, with Nigeria and Ghana. But um, I look at the 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 ninety the ninety the ninety the ninety the ninety uh, six conversation. For me, I do think that the team that we had out there, for us to be participating in our first African uh, Nations Cup mm-hmm. and to perform the way we did then, it would have taken something incredibly uh, special, you know, to, sure. to 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 make sure we don't win it. And um, you know, we we could argue the greats that Nigeria have had over the years. You know, we yeah. could argue that. Uh, they've had, uh, you know, some very influential players and very big teams as well. But come on, they they can't take that joy away from us. They yeah. went there, we took it. <laughs> that's all that <laughs> they must just get over it. They must just get, they over, must get it. over it. They must get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Obi, let's let's get to uh, the the issue about the tournament itself. Uh, how many nations do we have there, and uh, how does the tournament play itself out, where we get to see the finals and someone lifting the trophy? So, so there's been a bit of a change um, in in this tournament. I guess maybe that's um, the reason why we're seeing such um, a lot of the underdogs also stepping up. You know, because um, you know, Chaf expanded from 16 teams to having 24 teams. Um, now, nothing really really changed in terms of the format of how it goes. You know, it, of course, it's the the group stages, and once the group stages are done, we get into uh, the knockout phases. You know, so from from um, from uh, the time when it was 16 teams. It was just the same as we have four teams in each group. The top two teams of each group are the ones that go into the knockout phases. So from the round of 16, they would have the uh, quarterfinals, right? So, sure. But now that we've got 24 teams, it's, um, it's a bit different. So mm. the top two teams still, they go through um, in the group stages. You finish top two, you go through. But because now we've got six, we've got six groups, out of all those six groups, we look at the teams that finished uh, third. Out of uh, all those teams that finished third, yeah. those six teams, we pick the team that has the most amount of points. If points is not enough, then you go into the goal difference. Okay. So the team that played, so the, the best top three teams out of the six teams, we take four of them and they add on to the teams that finished top two in each of those groups, which then make a number of a total of, uh, and which make a number of, uh, which make a total of uh, 16, uh, of 16 teams by the time we reach the knockout phases which is where we beat Morocco. So we beat Morocco in the round of 16, and once beating them in the round of 16, we get now the opportunity to play against Cape Verde, which is going to be a... I hope... Hey, you know what? South Africans need to be calm, (laughs) man. We need to... to, Let's be humble. Let's be humble about this one. 
Um, because Cape Verde, we've seen, we've seen actually how well Cape Verde have been playing in this yes. tournament. We've also very, we've also seen how, you know, the underdogs have been able to step up. So I do think that as South Africans coming into this encounter against Cape Verde, uh, which is the, uh, which is the uh, quarterfinals, we need to be very careful. And once we win against Cape Verde, we then uh, will be able to go into the semifinals. Once we've got to the semifinals, of course, we know a win for us, they will then mean we're at the final and hopefully we'll be able to bring it back home. Fascinating, fascinating. And we'll get into that. 24 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're on 702. If you've just joined us, welcome. We are speaking to Obakeng Gobeni, popularly known as OB. He's a sports reporter and all over the place. I'm sure you know him. And we're just looking at uh, the ABCs of uh, the African Cup of Nations. Anything that you'd like to know about AFCON, the players, the teams, the politics, the countries, the funding, advertising, marketing, licensing of rights, and everything that has to do with uh, AFCON that you'd like to know, feel free to give us a call. Uh, My guests will gladly respond to you on 011-883-0702 I said my guests deliberately because uh, now one of our guests I'm Togozisi Dube who is the editor of Far Post and who's currently in uh, Ivory Coast is joining us and uh, with that we welcome him I'm Togozisi, thank you so much better late than ever than never uh, welcome to 702 uh, Chris, is Mtogozisi there? Let's try again. Mtogozisi, are you there? He's supposed to be with us on Zoom. And uh, let's see if uh, perhaps you are on mute. I can't see Mtogozisi, but uh, perhaps you are on, on mute. We'll try Mtogozisi a little bit later on again. If you'd like to ask um, OB a question or Mtogozisi, whom I'm told is back. Mtogozisi, hi. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, finally. Welcome, welcome. Lovely having you. Thank you so much and uh, good evening to the listeners. Yes, and we are also joined by Obakeng Gobeni for your benefit, Mtogozisi. And uh, we understand that uh, you are in uh, Ivory Coast. What, what, give us a, a bit of a color, that side. What's the mood like and what have you been up to? How's the tournament going, walking up the streets? Yeah, look, um, it's been uh, it's been quite a, an experience. Very difficult. I mean, because of the language part. I mean, they speak French. <laughs> Not too many people can speak English. Yeah. So it's yeah. a bit difficult to communicate. So if we're using apps yeah. just to you know trans- <laughs> translate, and uh, that's how we're communicating. Yeah. Um, but uh, the football has been incredible. We've seen a lot of shock results. Um, the people of Ivory Coast love the game. Uh, I mean, everywhere you go, it's just football. Everyone is excited about uh, hosting the AFCON. Um, at the stadium, when Bafana played Morocco, the stadium was a uh, full capacity, I think 19,700 19, wow. in a 20,000 seat, I mm. think very good crowd. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's been, it's been, um, an interesting, um, you know, tournament. We, we left San Pedro, where Bafana was based uh, um, yesterday. Yes. Now we are in Yamusokro, where Bafana Bafana is going to play on Saturday against uh, uh, Cape Verde. So, yeah, it's been tiring because we, <laughs> we've taken buses, you know, from one city to the next. So you can imagine. And the heat, because we've been seeing on our televisions uh, some uh, moments have been stolen from uh, the play and uh, just to, for, for, for the players to have a bit of uh, water breaks. 
Can I tell you something? I've never been at a stadium for an evening game and sweated like I sweated really? on, on Tuesday. <laughs> I was sweating and I was joking, uh, telling someone that you can actually quench your thirst with the amount of, of, of sweat. That's, so, well, um, wait, was the sweat the because of you were nervous for Bafana Bafana or was it the heat? <laughs> No, 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 just, just, just both, just both. I mean, it was a big game for us. Yeah. Uh, but the temperatures, just to give you a bit of a picture. Yeah. During the day, you're looking at 37, 38 degrees. Goodness. During me. the day. Sure. Um, um, I mean, right now we're sitting on 28 degrees. What? So, like it's, yeah. Um, and I think the worst thing is, um, uh, in San Pedro, it was, uh, extremely humid. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. so very difficult conditions. I spoke to a number of players and they were saying um, they, you know, struggled to, you know, to sleep. Mm. Um, you know, some, when they came here the first few days, uh, one was telling me that uh, they were struggling to, they couldn't breathe normally, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I, I felt sick the first two days uh, oh, uh, no. in Korogo. Uh, Sorry about Europe, that. Sorry about know? that. But are you better now? So, no, 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 I'm strong. I'm okay. strong now. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. we've, we've touched on a number of things, uh, prior to joining us together with, uh, OB here. And, uh, we've, we spoke a little bit about the politics of the sports, the role of Petris Monsepe, uh, the history of AFCON having been conceptualized in Lisbon and uh, subsequently 1957. Uh, it, it, it then kicked off. Uh, we spoke about the politics, uh, various uh, countries on the continent that have experienced strife, therefore could not participate, uh, because of civil war or strife of any sorts, couldn't participate on, on, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the tournament itself and so uh, as we're discussing that you are talking about the heat then and the weather to what extent does that have an impact on uh, the players on the field because we have seen and I'm not suggesting in any way that this is the reason but you'll tell me you are the experts I'm not uh, because we have seen really huge countries Big sporting and soccer countries they were f- that walked in as favorites being kicked out. Um, th- does the climate have an effect on the uh, field of play? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Um, so coming to, to Ivory Coast, a lot of Morocco were actually the first country to arrive in, in, in Ivory Coast, uh, and the reason being they wanted to adjust to the to the weather conditions here. Um, surely um, they would have adjusted and they would ah, still be in the tournament if it was a weather thing. Yeah. Uh, Namibia, Namibia spent uh, uh, almost a month in, uh, in Ghana. Ah. Um, same weather conditions yes. as, as, as this place. Because I think the bulk of those players were local based players who play in the Namibia League, which is who make up the bulk of their squad. So um, if that was the case, then Namibia would still be here. Um, I spoke to a grand kekana of Mamelo de Sundowns and I yeah. said to him, um, tell me, did this, and Mutubimvala as well, mm. tell me how did these conditions affect you? And they said, no, Vala said to me, they never affected me at all. I mean, it was just a matter of my, my body adjusting to, to the conditions. Um, but what helped them, the Sundowns players who are the bulk of the Bafana Bafana squad is that they travel a lot. They play games in even mm. worse conditions. Mbala said to me, in Liberia, it was worse than this. This is nothing. So you can imagine it's, um, look, I mean, I mean, these footballers, you talk about the, 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 
the Moroccans. Maybe to a certain extent, a lot of them playing in Europe, the weather conditions are different. Yes, um, yes. But, but, um, but this is 22 players playing in the same conditions. And football has changed so much. Um, it's become so scientific that when you come into a competition like this, your conditioning coach must prepare you, you know, for the conditions. This is, I mean, from the planning, you must be going to a place where the players will get the same conditions that they will experience where they are going, you know, yeah, uh, which is yeah. why in Namibia would go to Ghana. The conditions are the same. Um, so I think all those things, uh, it's part of the planning, you know, when you then lose because you were not able to, 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 to stomach the conditions. It actually speaks to your preparation. You didn't mm. prepare very well for, for, mm. for the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But on the field of play, I mean, it's 22 players, uh, playing under the same sure, conditions. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think that would have had a, 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 I mean, Ghana would still be here because they have almost similar <laughs> conditions. Well, there you go. But I mean, you have torpedoed my argument altogether. But to my defense, before you joined us, I did uh, concede and admit to my complete uselessness about the knowledge of soccer and uh, the skills of soccer. So um, I'm happy for you to uh, crush my argument into little pieces. I, I, I confess that I know very little. So, uh, that's before you joined us there, uh, um, Togosis. But on a more serious note, uh, let's, let, let's, let's get to, 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 to the nub of the issue. Uh, is, is Africa, Togosisi, uh, becoming truly an, a huge and influential factor in global football as we see more and more African players, um, really, uh, somehow occupying significant places? Uh, on the field of play in Europe and elsewhere, uh, is uh, are we seeing a clear shifting of the needle uh, of African football? Be it it's with players and and coaches. We'll touch on that later. Look, I think in my opinion, I think we've dropped a bit. Um, I mean, I keep thinking. I'm I'm looking at these teams that are here, the Afghan. And I keep thinking of uh, yesteryear stars from the different, you know, countries that are here. And um, I'm thinking, no, man, there's not too many current players that actually uh, play at the same level as those. I mean, I was looking at the Ivory Coast team. I'm thinking, where is a dropper in this kind of team? You know, where is the Eyaya Toure in this kind of team? Where is the Solomon Kalu? You know, yeah, you don't see yeah. those. So I've when you go back then, um, you look at the, the, the impact that the likes of Yaya Toure had in, uh, um, in the English Premier League. Top, 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 top player, uh, Didier Drogba, you know, um, the, the accolades, I mean, speak for themselves. Uh, what, what, what do you attribute um, that to? Why, why do you think that's the case? So back then, I mean, I'll give you a good example with uh, Didier Drogba. Um, he grows up here, but He's born in uh, Ivory Coast, but goes to to France at a very young age. So in terms of his development, I think they are way ahead of us in terms from a development point of view. Um, and I feel uh, he got better developed in um, in Europe um, for him to become a better player. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll give you a good example. Um, you know, in Germany, it's said that uh, one youth player. Um, sorry, tw- so 20 youth players are coached by one qualified coach, right? Mm. In South Africa, they say 200 youth players are coached oh, by one qualified coach. Oh so there's oh the issue of, oh there's the issue of, 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 um, uh, you know, co- mm. coaching. Yeah. 
and co- you know, being coached by people with the right, yeah. uh, you know, skills and and understanding. Because coaching at youth level is is not just um, you know you need to understand what yeah. exactly you know a, 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 a youth footballer needs to sort of learn and all that. So so mm-hmm. from a development point of view i think we still have a long way to go i was actually arguing yesterday and i was saying uh i'm looking at Mukwena, uh, the bafana bafana midfielder was man of the match on tuesday and um i'm thinking if he had gone to europe at the age of 18 mm. um he would be a totally different uh footballer that i can assure you uh because of the exposure the you know the level of competition um it's 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 it's, it's on a different level so i feel we've regressed a bit um, we've regressed a bit. Um, I, I can't think of too many sure, players that sure. are dominant in the, in the, in the, in the, in the European, uh, uh, mm. market because, um, look, like, like, like you had back then, you had, uh, sure. you know, the, the dropper. I mean, dropper yeah. at some point was easily, uh, you know, um, one of the best players. Yeah, Toure was easily, Certainly. uh, one of the best midfielders. Of course, you have Victor Osiman, but, but no, man, I, I feel we've regressed a, I see, a, a, a I see. bit. Sure, sure. O, yeah. o, o, B, would you, would you concur with that? Obakeng? Oh, uh, uh, it's, uh, let's see if Obakeng is still there. Obakeng, would you, would you agree yes. with that? Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can, now I can. Yeah, all right. Yes, um, um, actually, I, I do agree with that. I mean, Bramto was mentioning uh, some, some valid points, you know, by mentioning the fact that we don't have a DD drug by anymore, you know, in those teams. There's some Weletos in those teams. Um, the people, the players that are shining, you know, in those big European teams that are going to, you know, be the headliners um, mm. of, of this Afghan tournament. But but just to just to touch on what, what Mtoba said about, you know, the development, and I think this yeah. is where we need to improve as well. Um, as as Africans, which is where I hope uh, Patrice Mozip is is aiming to. I mean, these 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 stories about African African players being, and I'm sure Bramto will agree with me. Um, these stories with, uh, with with young Africans um, who are then you know sent uh, to trial abroad, you know, for 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 some of these French or or you know these uh, English teams. Once they once they get rejected by some of these teams, you know, the agents that took them that side are then sometimes nowhere to be found, and you find you find these youngsters wandering in the streets of Europe without without you know the valid papers and all of that, and that that causes you know a lot of distress on them. You know, some of them are unable to come back home. So those type of things, I mean, with with great football football development structures growing within the African continent, we avoid those type of things of having you know young African African sons and daughters you know going out there in in, in the wilderness and hoping to find you know um, a, a better better football development, which is something that I think as well with time is something we'll be able to offer. I mean, I'm glad to see uh, what Safa's doing, opening up for for coach uh, for for coaches to be able to you know improve and enhance on their coaching skills by getting better and higher certificates you know so it's important the growth of, of of our development because it does it does sort of you know have a domino effect in regards to how you know other things operate as well with with uh, other people across the world so i do hope that you know development is something we focus on just to avoid some of these uh, these little unnecessary things it's um it's 19 minutes to uh, 11 o'clock. 21 minutes to 11 o'clock. You are on 702. My name is Thabo Sholemashaw and we are together till 12. Uh, we are speaking to a very interesting gentlemen who have a, an in-depth knowledge of uh, football and our focus is on AFCON. Everything you need to know about a record year for Africa's biggest football event. And uh, with that, 
We just want to understand all aspects of the sport. If you've got a question, feel free to join us on 011-883-0702. Alternatively, you can send a text message to 072-702-1702. And uh, a voice note to that very same number as well. I'll be able to play it and uh, get my guests to comment on it. And uh, how do you feel about uh, the fate of South Africa in this tournament? I'd love to know from you as South African and I'm sure they've surprised many of us who are skeptical right at the beginning of the tournament we never thought that they'd get this far and here they are doing very well who do you think is going to take it at the end Uh, do you think that we need to pump more money in it how much should the government give uh, our team uh, if they really get to lift that trophy or come second or fourth, uh, what would you say about that? 011-883-0702, I'd love to hear from you. Gentlemen, let us speak about money because uh, without money, the sport will definitely collapse. Collapse. Uh, well, you've just uh, spoken about um, 200, a ratio of uh, 200 young people to one professional coach. That is really, uh, really uh, concerning because it speaks uh, to the issue of proper development skills and everything else all of those things uh, are all coming back to the question of money to what extent do we see South African corporates uh, being fully invested in the sport it's definitely big it's huge but often when compared to rug- to rugby it comes second Mtogo Zisi Mtogo Zisi are you there Oh no, it's like we lost Mtogo Zisi. Let's try one more time. Mtogo Zisi, are you no, there? Sorry, I can. Yeah, I am. Oh, well, I was saying, uh, yeah, yeah, look, I was saying when it comes to sponsorship, I think we still have a long way to go. Um, there's not too many sponsors in the game. I mean, for example, you look at the Bafana Bafana now, um, there's not too many sponsors involved, uh, uh, you know, with the team. Uh, which obviously, look, if, if you do have sponsors, you don't have a scenario where players are not motivated because the money is not as enticing, you know. Uh, but also we must understand that for, for us to attract sponsors, we need to do, we need to do things right from an administrative point of view. Sure. Uh, the game needs to be more appealing, you know, to, 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 to the corporate world and also to the ordinary fan because the game belongs to football fans. Um, so yeah, there's, there's still a long way to go. Um, uh, because foot, football is, has become a commercial, uh, uh, very much commercial. Um, and there is definitely need for, you know, sponsors to, to, to come on board. Uh, and the difference between your football and your rugby is exactly there. Uh, in terms of sponsorship, I mean, rugby, um, the world sponsored, uh, a, a sport in South Africa. Um, you've never had issues that, uh, the, the Springboks are fighting over, uh, bonuses or they're threatening not to play a match because of, of the issue of bonuses. Um, so, but on the other hand, um, there's never been a, 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 a tournament, a major tournament where there's no issues around money, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, coming to, 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 to Ivory Coast, there were issues over how much the team would get. Uh, you know, what, what the president said they, um, they would get uh, uh, seven million, uh, uh, but seven million what rents, US dollars. So th- <laughs> there was you know a few grey areas there. So yeah. I think it, it, it uh, Namibia just a day before their game against Angola, 
they were refusing to play because of the issue of bonuses. So it's a, it's 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 not just a, a South African issue. You know, the other countries as well here are facing the same issues. Um, there's been issues now with the Senegal coach not being paid for six months. Um, oh. So you can see it's 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 a bit of a challenge. And when the, when the corporate uh, is involved, uh, it makes things so easy. You won't have all these issues. You know very well that players are gonna get um, this this much when they um, you know reach a certain stage of the competition. They also play you know with with a bit of motivation. So. So I think it's it's very important for for, for the corporate uh, world to to be involved, but also things need to be done right, um, you know, from an administration sure, point of view. Sure. Sure. And Obi, I'm speaking about money because uh, we understand that uh, uh, with uh, UEFA uh, and the winner of the Champions League in 2024 will receive about 23.5 million euros. And I haven't even converted uh, it to, 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 to the reins. Um, where, where do we stay? Where do we fare as far as money is concerned and uh, prizes for AFCON? Uh, what, what, what are we standing at? I see uh, the connection between Obi and Mtogozisi uh, is a bit tricky, but uh, Obi, can you hear me now? Obi King? Tabo, can you hear me? Now I can, now I can, now I can. Obi King, now I can hear you. Can you hear me? Tabo, sorry. Um, yeah. I'm, um, I'm just struggling to hear you a bit. Okay. Uh, I lo- I, I, it's like your... Yeah, can, can you can you hear me now? Okay, let's let's try uh, one more time and see. Oba King can. Uh, Oba King, can you hear me? Oba King, uh, we lost Oba King there. Uh, I I don't know. Togazisi, do you want to give it a go? I was just asking Oba King there that uh, if you UEFA Champions uh, 2024. Prize money is standing at about twenty three point five million. What, what, what about us? What sort of uh, money are we talking about, especially on Afcon for the for for the final winners? Look, I think um, in terms of the Afcon, when I convert the 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 prize money, it comes to about one hundred thirty million rands, okay. um, which is uh, way less than. Uh, um, you know the the one you are mentioned from 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 Europe, um, and it comes back to the same thing that we've been talking about the issue of of of, of sponsors, um, because I mean that money doesn't fall from heaven; it it comes from from sponsors mm. you know, mm. in the game. Um, look from TV rights, you know who buys TV rights and how sure. that works. Um, I'll give you a good example of Champions League. I mean, for for the longest time, we've not been able to watch Champions League on on um, uh, a super sport or mm-hmm. in, in SAPC. Um, and 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 I can tell you, uh, there is no way that the clubs would benefit from a financial point of view, and uh, unless you you then get that right, you know. I mean, a lot of European clubs would tell you they make a lot of money from. From, from, you know, from TV rights. Um, but if we've, if for a while we've not had our football aired on our Cup Champions League, which is the premier club competition on the mm. continent, um, it must tell you that there is a problem, you know. Mm. Um, of course, now. Yeah, Mtogazisi, 
Lost him Togozisi there for a second. Let's try to establish connection. Uh, that has been a little bit tricky throughout the show. Uh, you're on 702, 12 minutes to 11 o'clock. I'd love to hear from you. Rakwena is calling us from Pretoria. Hi, Rakwena. Yes, how are you? I'm free. How are you, sir? Yeah, not too bad. Mine is a small one. I just want to find out on the impact of the you know, the coming in of too many foreign players into our league here. Mm. I think many teams today sort of uh, depend on a lot of uh, foreign players. So I just want to know how how do you feel it impacts on the development of our football players here because mm. most of our football ball players find themselves sitting on the benches and so on, and uh, it's a question of teams just going out to go and buy ready-made material instead of developing our own people here. Okay, Rakwana, let's hear what Obakeng has to say. Obi, are you there? I, I actually, Tabo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, sorry, I can. Sorry, no, sorry about my no worries, no worries, no worries. Um, um, actually, a brilliant, brilliant question there from, from the caller. Um, I've, I've actually, I actually think a great example is, is right now looking at South Africa. Um, I personally feel um, that we have a goalkeeping crisis in the country. Um, I think we, we've been unable to replace any Dumele and Kune. Um, and with all due respect, you know, to, to Ronwen Williams, I mean, I do think that himself, Ronwen, doesn't have enough competition, you know, to, to sort of, you know, um, and, and, and settle him in the national team. He's a bit too comfortable, you know, in that position, especially with him being the captain. Mm. And a great, a great example I could use um, for a nation that actually took this very serious. Um, we have the same problem as Egypt had a couple of years ago. Um, and if you look at the Egypt national team right now, um, they've got their goalkeeper, uh, El Shanawi. He's the first choice. He's the first choice. And I think he's about 37 or 36 or 37 years of age. And he's, he's, de- his deputy is about 32 years of age as well. So in terms of, in terms of age, they also have been struggling with finding, you know, the right goalkeepers to replace, um, the, 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 um, um, the, the legendary, um, Al Hadri, you know, who was part of that uh, team that won the treble, uh, the back to back, um, um, um Afcons. So what Egypt did, they decided that, okay, we are struggling with, um, you know, finding a goalkeeper to be able to replace, um, you know, who we have right now. What we are going to do in our top three divisions of our national, of, of, our, of our nation, um, in the top three divisions, we're only going to have Egyptian goalkeepers used in these clubs that are playing in these, in these, in these competitions, which I thought, you know, because it gives more opportunities for you to be able to find, you know, a, a talent that can actually fill, you know, the spot that you, that you, that you're looking for. So I think maybe that could be the approach that we take, you know, maybe looking at the fact that there are positions where I do feel that, you know, there are um, South African players that could play those positions, you know, a lot better. Why don't we look at, a, at an option of saying, well, we can't bring in, um, you know, a foreign player if he's not better than, you know, a player that is already based domestically type of thing. You know, we must be importing something that is that is uh, uh, not in our league, you know. So mm. what's the point? of bringing a striker um, coming from, you know, a different country, a different continent, all in all, and all he does is score three goals in the entire season. You know, we already have, you know, 10,000 strikers in the PSL that are scoring three goals. Give us something more special. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the approach that we need to take if we are serious about, uh, you know, improving the quality of our football. Because right now, yes, we are seeing, you know, that our football can actually compete, you know, in, in, in uh, as we see in AFCON, we can actually compete with teams that have players that are playing abroad. But I do think that, you know, if we do invest a lot more in our own own talents and our own national team to be able to make sure that you know the next time that Hugo Bros has to select a squad, he doesn't have to select eight Sunlands players. Everyone is complaining. 
you know, it, 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 it gives us an opportunity to be able to nurture the right talent and have players enough uh, quality to be able to fill uh, onto, onto our national team. Is that the trend? Is that the pattern also in Europe when they are taking an African player or a player from the continent? Uh, do they look for a very exceptional uh, player and it's not just, or, and, and not just Europe, by the way, and elsewhere in the world? Is that mm. the going pattern? Uh, you know, it would be it would be very difficult uh, to point out. But um, for example, we look at the Premier League. Um, I think this could this could just side with my argument. Maybe Togo might have you know a different point of view. But my argument is this one: I'm looking at the Premier League. You know, um, for a lot for a long time in England, the national team has not won any major trophy. I mean, we are better, guys. We did it in ninety in ninety four. Yeah. These guys, yeah. nineteen sixty six. You know, nineteen sixty six was the last time they won anything. You know, hence why it's always. It's coming home when they get to the finals and they don't actually bring it home. Mm. And you're looking at the fact that these guys, for so long, they've not won anything. What is the problem? Let's look at their league. Their league has so, so many players that are coming from different countries. I mean, you look at the top players that are coming out of the Premier League. It's not always the English players. I mean, you've got the Thierry Andres uh, from uh, France. You know, you've got uh, Dennis Bergkamp coming out of uh, Netherlands. You know, right now, you look at the fact that some of the top players, Mohamed Salah, for example, coming from, you know, Egypt. We don't have the greatest of the greatest players that are, you know, forming part uh, of the, uh, sorry, you don't have uh, English players that are, you know, rising above this bunch of, you know, uh, players that are being brought into, into, into their league. So I would say that, yes, England do bring players that are sort of, you know, going to perform better than the ordinary, you know, English international that is, you know, uh, playing in the academy teams or coming to the academy ranks. They do bring in players that add value to their league. Hence why everyone around the world is able or wants to watch the Premier League because of the talents they're bringing in. They're not just bringing in, you know, uh, because you're English, we love you, let's take you. You have to be better than a certain individual that is also coming from abroad. So it does show you that um, if we do... Uh, if we do um, look at the fact that um, we have players here, if we don't have players that are good enough at, uh, compared to um, a player from South America, for example, then we bring that player from South America. Don't remove a talent who's South African to replace him with someone who doesn't do a better job than him. That's all I'm saying. Sure, sure, sure. And I'm just wondering, uh, K- uh, uh, Chris, if um, the other guest is on, uh, has been able to rejoin us in Togo Zisi, and no, he hasn't. Let's go straight to Kiki in Lombardi East. Kiki, welcome. Uh, welcome to 702. Yeah, Joe, how are you, man? I'm free. How's it going, Kike? Good, man, good, man, and uh, good evening to your guests. I think Certainly. it's a very interest, in, interesting topic that you Thank guys you. have there. Uh, first, I just want to, you know, uh, pick up to Bafana Bafana and what they've done, you know, reaching the top. I mean, the last eight is not uh, the first time. I mean, the last time we, we, we were there, we reached the last eight. But I just want to talk about the sponsorship things in terms of the national the, the national team, you know? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I... <laughs> We, you could tell me what Banyana Banyana got for winning the WAFCON and what they got for reaching the last 16, I think, of the World Cup. Mm. But you can't tell me what uh, the box got for winning the World, the, the World Cup, can mm. you? No, I can't. I really can't. Why? Because it's not public knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, is it, why, why is it that, you know? Now we hear, you know, normally when it's a WAFCON, you hear that Mutipe came through, this one came through, mm. there's 100,000, there's... So like, the the thing is like the, the the disparity. I'm not sure whether it's by design or it's, it's because the, the football mm. structure is not that organized. But mm. I mean, I've been I've been I've, I've been deliberately looking for 
uh, that uh, anecdotal evidence to say what exactly did uh, Evan, um was it Elizabeth or Kolisi got for winning the World Cup? It's mm-hmm. all speculation. But mm-hmm. banana banana, we know because um, Tavo came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tavo came in cheaping ten thousand. They said the money. <laughs> you know, it's like it's one of those when you sit back and think. You know, they, we've won the World Cup. I've, I don't even know how much they got Francois Pinar and them for well 1995. Yeah, yeah. Even today, I don't know what the, 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 sure. the guys got now. So it means the structure is so solid. I don't yeah. know whether it's so solid or is it yeah. about, you know, a delivery. Um, 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 fantastic. Of, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. fantastic. Point well made. Point well made. I'll hear what OB has to say. OB, we have about a minute and a half. So I just want to cram in as many uh, questions to you as possible, uh, as we say, and then you'll get about a minute to respond because we are flat out of time.